to kind of like promote the song that I felt would re would really reflect the message of it. And I have all these friends in, in the kind of country community that we have here in Ontario that are in these just like adorable relationships. And I really felt like they embodied the tune and I wanted to know a bit more about like how the kind of they got together and why they choose each other and um yeah and I'm like you know what I'm gonna just interview everybody and use that as kind of like a teaser leading up to the tune and it turned out awesome like you just you kind of have all these friends but you don't know like all these really cute details about them and about their love life and it was so nice kind of getting to find out all these kind of like cute stories about everyone and getting to share them with I guess other people that are also fans of these people so yeah it was just like a fun little thing I decided to do <laughs> yeah well a lot of people enjoy hearing a lot of love stories it makes them get all but gittery inside and <laughs> so let's yes. yours because your boyfriend Jeff was in the music video before yeah. and I know you ended up having an episode with you and Jeff where you guys were describing your story but to the viewers who haven't seen it please explain how did the two of you meet because he is also another fellow musician yeah, he um, actually, I'm sure you can kind of see my room here. All, all this stuff in the background is not mine. <laughs> it's my boyfriend's gear. But yeah, we actually met, um, I guess, like as musicians would. I, I needed a guitar player for my band. And I'd kind of known Jeff through social media a little bit before that. And we ended up getting booked on the same gig. And I'm like, oh, he's a good guitar player. I'll hire him for, for my band. So I'm like, hey, can you play like this weekend at this club that I had booked? And he's like, yes. Um, and then kind of like one thing led to another. We were kind of hanging out a bunch outside of um, me hiring him and there was just a bit of a connection there and he kind of made the move one day and it's been this ever since. <laughs> made the move one day and it was game over. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and you know, a lot of musicians I've noticed, they tend to, I can say, go more towards musicians, like um, talking about celebrities in Hollywood, like movie actors go for other movies. It's just because they understand the lifestyle, they understand the role, right? And it makes it a lot easier rather than you having to like describe to somebody like what your, which, what your goal in life is and then they don't agree with that because they don't think that's realistic or whatever the case may be, right? Yeah, so much of that, you know, it's like, it's a really hard lifestyle to explain to somebody that doesn't get it at all. Um, and there's yeah. also like, it can be one of those lifestyles that can uh, lead to like a bit of jealousy if you don't just like kind of understand the role of being a, like a front person. Um, so, I mean, I like that I'm with Jeff because see, that's never been an issue like that type of thing. So yes, I understand why other people also do that. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I'm happy for you. You guys look so cute together. Oh. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> and now you released an EP back in 2018 and it was called Diva Dive Bar. Please tell me, why did you choose that name for the album? Um, you know what? It's, it was actually inspired by kind of a story. Um, so uh, once upon a time, I mean, not that I play, don't play these gigs anymore, but when I first started working as a musician, I was playing in a lot of dives, and that's just because that's where I was as a musician, you know, kind of just like cutting my teeth, growing in the scene, and I got booked at this one room that I'd never been in before. I was kind of working with this, um, I don't know, lower level agent, if you will. Um, we all, my whole band shows up, and it's it's this bar in Kitchener. I probably shouldn't say the name because I don't want to diss it. <laughs> we roll up, and we the first thing we do is we step inside, and we're like, oh my god, like this place is 
like this is a dive and like not like a cool dive like a sweet music venue dive but it was like a scary dive and i'm like oh my god we have to spend the next four hours here performing we were kind of concerned and um but because i didn't know i was showing up i or where i was showing up to i guess i should say i i dressed the same i was in like this nice red dress i had my hair curled and like i looked like i was going to be a performer of a, on a stage um and so kind of i mean in a bunch of weird stuff happened like there was a ton of bar fights and the bar was dirty and the pet light kept like flickering above us like it was like a scene from a horror movie i kid you not um and after that gig <laughs> i was like you know what like i'm a dive bar diva like that 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 is me like i'm dressed like this playing in places like this and then uh, that kind of ended up becoming like the catchphrase of my life so i'm like you know what i have to call my ep dive bar diva because that's me right now. <laughs> perfect. That went so perfect, especially if you experience that. It just it comes so naturally to you, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I'd love to know what bar this is, though, but if you don't want to share the name, that's perfectly fine. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm fine to share the name. Oh, I'll, okay. never, I'll never play in this room again. Uh, it was this place <laughs> called Capers, um, which it, I didn't know was – you wouldn't. it's not like a big bar in Kitchener by any means. It's like a hole in the wall, but – if if you guys know that place, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> All the folks out there. <laughs> um, and now a song on that album was named Should Have Known, and that was produced by Ken Scott. He was an engineer for the Beatles and David Bowie's producer. He also made a comment about you, and I quote, watch out, Carrie Underwood. <laughs> so what did you take away from that experience of working with Ken Scott? I mean... He was amazing. I, I kind of, I got the experience through, I, I have a degree in music from Humber and I got the experience through them kind of bringing in producers and he, he picked my tune. So first of all, I was, I was stoked about that. Um, but he, he just brings so much to the table and I'd never worked with a producer before that you kind of like don't consider when you're just kind of writing songs and trying to release them. Um, so many cool like production things, like just like, I don't know, the stuff he did with the strings in that song and we were slowing down the song so we could double the guitar part so that when you sped it back up, it would be an octave higher, like stuff that kind of sounded like a mandolin playing, like really cool stuff like that. Um, I It's stuff that I gained from him, just like all this knowledge on how to make a song sound good, um, just outside of like the kind of the chords and the melody. And yeah, it was, it was crazy. I, I kind of like in the moment, I mean, I, you know, I would kind of fangirl, but I didn't really realize how crazy that was until after he had gone back to England. So I was grateful that I wasn't like embarrassing in front of him, but it was still like a crazy experience, like once in a lifetime for sure. I never thought I And I mean, like, yes, exactly. Like, you don't realize what you kind of have until, like, it's kind of gone. And then now you really appreciate that experience because it's like it is once in a lifetime type of experience. And I can't believe that happened at the Humber music program. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about you. When did you decide to go towards country music? When did, was this something that you always grew up listening to? Or like you were saying, you were more like hip hop and RB too, as well. So. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I didn't grow up with country. Um, my my mom was the type of art, or artist, 
uh, consumer mm-hmm. that liked kind of like the John Mayer, like Dave Matthews stuff. And my dad has always been into like, I don't know, I, I would call it, I hate to use the word weird, but like kind of like, like the Lou Reeds and like the kind of, uh, I don't know, older kind of out mm. music. Um, but I, ca- I honestly came by country through kind of the friends that I had in high school. And it admittedly was at first kind of like, oh, like, I don't know if I want to listen to those. Let's listen to the, the pop station. But it really grew on me because I, f- I fell in love with kind of how lyrics are written in that genre and how, um, I guess, stories are told. There's, re- there's really nothing like country that just kind of really has that like deep honesty. And that's really what drew me to the genre. Yeah, country music goes really deep, especially with their lyrics and songwriting skills in that genre is really unbelievable. And it's so touching. Like you can connect to a song right away just by hearing the first verse. You just connect to it rather than listening to listening to other genres, just throwing this out there like rap music or like mumble music like that. It's really different. And I mean, you have to respect country. Like I understand it's not everyone's forte. But you got to give country music a lot of credit here. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think it doesn't quite get enough credit, and it totally deserves it. So okay. everyone, give country a second chance. <laughs> everyone just puts country off to the side, like, oh, it's like it's southern music, or is this like, no, 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 it's good music. Listen. Yep. To it. Um, but what made you decide to pursue a career in music? Ooh. Um... Honestly, I, I'd i always been drawn to kind of like playing piano and singing. So that's something I was for sure going to do my whole life, even if I wasn't doing it professionally. Um, it was honestly, I, I grew up in Hamilton and we used to put on Hamilton Music Awards every year. And it was getting into a contest and uh, the guy I was performing with at the time, I was in a duo. Um, we ended up winning kind of this emerging artist contest in that. And that kind of gave me, I don't know if I would say the confidence to kind of believe that I actually had what it took to do this for a living. And, you know, it, and on the other essence, it's kind of like a bug, like I need to do this. <laughs> if I didn't want to, I wouldn't, but I, I kind of need to. So a combination of just kind of like believing in the talent, I guess I had, and just like really needing to do this kind of led me to go to school for music and then eventually kind of start putting out stuff of my own. Well, your career is off to a really great start. You're heading for big things, that's for sure. Um, And now you're in the music industry. So Jason Aldean released a song years ago called Crazy Town, which pretty much describes like the scenery, what's going on behind the scenes, how hard it is to make it. There's a lot of doubt that goes on with music. You doubt yourself, people doubt you. So what was the best advice that you've ever been given? Ooh. Um, that is tricky. I mean, for me, and it's, I've had this, the same advice through like a bunch of different people. So I can't think of someone specifically who told me this, but I really think that you need to be yourself in, in the industry. I think if you're trying to be whatever you think is like the most popular, the most, um, I don't know, well received, I guess I would say you kind of lose the ability to kind of make people want to actually listen to you because they don't believe you you know if you're if you're being something else people just don't really resonate with what they think you're trying to be I find a lot of people who just be themselves honestly get do the best in this industry because people relate to that and they're also just doing something that's different so 
be yourself. Yeah. That was the best advice I ever received. <laughs> well, great advice. You have to be yourself no matter what you do too, right? You always have to be yourself, be true to yourself. And yeah. now I saw a video of you playing at the Rockin' Horse. This might've been a few years back. You were like <laughs> right in there with the crowd, singing away, getting up close and personal. Now let's talk about 2020 completely different that was just yeah. all abolished pretty much so how was that transition from being such a stage performer being involved with this big crowd all the time singing going up on stage to like literally being pulled under your feet I mean it was definitely weird like there's kind of like a few a few different things like at first it was nice to have a weekend off um because honestly like I, I like everybody else i work during the week and then i'm I'm a jobbing musician as well as the artist so usually on friday and saturday i'm playing somewhere i don't know singing country music in some room so at first it's like wow all, all my weekends are free that was never a thing but uh yeah like you miss that so much like i think any performer will say this like the connection you have to a crowd when you're doing that is just like it's the best feeling in the world and not having not being able to do that I guess I should say for the last god I guess I guess it's going on a year now literally um has been a, a big change um it's been nice to, to write some more um so that that's been cool I've been trying to kind of pivot into doing that and being more creative because when you're performing all the time you don't really have time to do that so yeah pivot pivot to creativity and just kind of taking a moment to enjoy the time off before I have, before this all comes back and I have to kind of hustle again. <laughs> I know, and if you really look at the bigger picture, it is sort of like is a blessing in disguise. I mean, because you do get a lot of off time by yourself, alone time, which you can really work on your craft and you can get better at it. So when it comes back to time, to perform on stage, you got new material to sing, you have more energy or like you're more confident, like it's just everything kind of just comes back and you're just going to be 10 times better than what you were before. Yeah, and it, and it makes you realize how much you appreciate something too. That's that's something Jeff and I have been talking about a lot. It's like when we come back to this, we only want to do the gigs that we want to do, you know, because sometimes being a jobbing musician, we we do just like gigs gigs for money, uh, but when, we, when it's like since this it's like nope like we miss playing these just like awesome gigs and we want to do only that <laughs> no for sure um and now 2021 hopefully it will be a much better year um fingers crossed yes for yeah. sure <laughs> um but what's next for you what's next in store for Mackenzie Lee Mai? um definitely new music uh I haven't put like kind of a deadline on when I have another song coming out but I'm hoping by September I have I'm probably not going to reveal which one it is, my my <laughs> next single out by then. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's going to be a big music year for me. And then hopefully in 2022, uh, maybe a little EP or something like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we're all excited to hear that. Can't wait till you drop your, another single. That's going to be really interesting. Um, so before I let you go, we're going to do a little country with Selene Rapid. Sorry, I'll shoot you a couple questions, answer as fast as you can, and then... That? Okay. <laughs> The first question, favorite artist? Casey Musgraves. You know what? I can hear that. I can see <laughs> Yeah, I can get a little bit, eh? <laughs> yeah. um, okay, favorite place to travel? Nashville. Good, good answer, good answer. <laughs> Biggest fear? Spiders? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, mine's snake. Okay, one song to sing in the shower. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, I'm going to say maybe, oh my God, I don't even know. Let's say Man, I Feel Like a Woman. I sing that a lot around the house. 
That is the perfect song to chant today, too. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Um, now, what's something that you love most about your career? Um, getting to perform music with all of my best friends, my band, and they're just awesome people. I just love performing with them. <laughs> That's a great answer, too. It's, it's, hopefully, we can all get back to, well, you guys can all get back to doing that. We can get on with our lives, essentially, how they, how they were before. Um, but thank you so much, Mackenzie, for stopping by on Country with Celine. I loved having you here. You're such a sweetheart, and I can't wait <laughs> to see what the future holds for you. Can't wait to hear the new single and when that EP drops. <laughs> hey, well, thank you so much for having me. It's been so lovely talking to you, and I hope you have a wonderful, I guess, Women's Day. Yes, thank you. Kudos to all the women out there. How you liking all that spell?